You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello and welcome to My Mind with Stefan Taylor. And today it's a special day. It's more like My Mind with Kim Lemmy. Sit back, enjoy the show today. Hello, welcome. Welcome back to another week of exciting podcasting. Uh, I am Stefan Taylor. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, that's good to hear. I'm good to hear. I'm happy about that. Um, and, and we're back with my mind with Stefan Taylor. I'm, I'm trying to make it sound like really cruisy and really relaxed, but you know, it's been a bit, um, not stressful, but it's been, um, it's been a good week. It's been a nice week to say the least. Work slowed down a little bit, so it makes it a little bit easier. Thanks for asking, by the way. Um, it, it's, it's definitely made it a little bit easier, but I thought I'll do a little bit of a, a little bit of a talkie talkie and then we're gonna we've we've got a special it's a special episode this episode ba 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 right it's it's very special because I'm gonna be joined soon uh well hopefully by um someone that I've developed uh, a good rapport with and a good relationship and um it's actually my wife's uh my wife's dad so my my father in law and um we've developed like a really, really good relationship. And he actually asked me, and I'll, I'll ask him this as well. Uh, he actually asked me that he'd like to kind of be a part of the show and, and, um, get a little bit involved. So, so he's going to come in and, um, well, you know, we'll just have a bit of rapport and have a bit of a chatty chatty. And, uh, hopefully later tonight we'll have another show with, uh, one of my other, uh, good friends, uh, Simon with an S and, and we're going to do a bit of a Sopranos featurette. You know, I spoke about it last time that we're thinking about doing it and, um, yeah, I think we'll do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and get it done tonight. I'm not going to promise anything right now, but we'll try and get it done tonight. So I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll speak a little bit and get a little bit, a little bit relaxed and nice. I made some coffee. Hey, 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 you want some coffee? Hey man, you want some coffee, man? Yeah, I did. I did have um, a late coffee. I'm actually drinking the coffee now, so I've got uh, lots and lots of energy, and I've got heaps of agua. Hopefully, going to shake off all the um, all the yawnings. You know those ASMR people. I know you're listening. You probably like to hear people yawn. You know, or people like to hear um, like clapping. You know. ASMR, that's a, that's a, that's a strange one. That's like, um, it's like the pleasure in sounds. Like you hear like not, um, uh, it's like automatic sound, um, something. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up in a little bit. I can't really remember right now, but, um, but we're actually doing this show a little bit different. Sometimes we mix it up. We do like, you know, I've got like a little bit of a studio at home. We usually do the studio stuff, but this time I'm doing it, um, because I've got to interlink with um, with our guest today. I've actually got to do this from my phone. So I'm actually using my Bluetooth speakers. Shout out Google, um, 
Google Pods. They're really they're a really cool device. Um, so <laughs> I'm using I'm using these. So for, I, I apologize now if the audio is a little bit scratchy and he's going to use like a home mic. So hopefully it's all good. And um, hopefully we can give you guys a really good show and we can speak about some interesting things. It's always nice as well to get um, someone else's perspective on, on on other topics. You know, that 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 way you see the conversation in a less biased way, in a one-sided kind of way. Like I, obviously I can see things one way and I try my best and my hardest to try and see it from the other side, but sometimes it's a little bit harder. So it's nice to... So it's nice to have someone that can kind of look at it and go, oh yeah, you know, but what if you, but what if I'm the person at eating that has no experience, you know, we'll talk a little bit about restaurants and stuff like that. And, um, just to try and get like, cause he's not, he's not a hospitality professional and I don't, I don't think he's worked in hospitality, but his daughter who I, I met at a restaurant that we both worked at. She was a, a waitress there and I was a, I was a, I was a chef there and we, you know, we kicked it off. And I remember one of the first conversations, like kind of interactions we had, she didn't think much of me, like she didn't really like me. But, um, after that, when we started to like get along, I remember her saying, um, she was going to go back and visit her dad and all that. And I, I remember asking her, um, Oh, how, how's your dad? Like you went back, and you're seeing your dad, like, how is he and all that? And she was like, you know what, really good, you know? And like, I could see the the gratitude in her eyes and she was just so thankful that, I'm sure I wasn't like the only person interested in her life at that point. I, you know, she's a pretty popular woman. So <laughs> I guarantee it wasn't me. I wasn't the only one trying to um, chase her as it were. And uh, I just remember the gratitude in her eyes and she was like, you know, this dude is actually interested in me and like, that's, that's really nice. You know, obviously I can only see it from one, my perspective, but I'll, you know, well, I'll eventually get her on and she's flat out with some study uni at the moment. So excuse me, I'm trying to get the yawns out. Sorry guys. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I remember that was the first moment where I kind of had more interest in her as well as her in, in, in me. I like to think that was kind of my first, um, kind of moment of realization where I thought, you know what, that's a girl I want to chase. And that's, um, who I'd like to spend a lot more time with. And, you know, one thing led to another and we started hanging out a bit more and here we are all, all this many years later, I'm reflecting on this as well because, uh, tomorrow when this episode will probably come out is actually going to be our wedding anniversary. So, you know, not that this is a, this is, <laughs> imagine that this is a pretty like dodgy gift. Just talk about how we kind of, um, kind of first met, <laughs> you know, she, she doesn't get reminded of every day, but I do love her and she does mean a great deal to me. Um, but yeah, so it, it's our wedding anniversary tomorrow. So we're going to go and do some things. That's why we're tr- I'm trying to cram in a lot of episodes and like fill up on the content. You know what I mean? So yeah, we'll see how we're going for, for time and that, but, um, I wish I should have, Kim coming in soon, so we'll see how we go. All right. How about you? The app would help. <laughs> Who would have thought you had to join in using yeah. the app? The app that we yeah, yeah. Well, we'll know next time. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, it'll make it a, a little bit easier, I think. I just want to yeah. say thank you to uh, Anchor to or Anchor for making this really, really simple and really easy to mm. use. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is now. We're chewed into 34 minutes of our time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to um, yeah. mess Some people didn't agree to let me on here for this long. Um <laughs> well, thanks for joining me. On this one. Yeah. And um, well, we'll just get stuck in. Uh, Kim, yes. do you want to you want to say a little bit about what what you're doing at the moment? What what's happening? What's what's on what's on Kim's mind today? Oh, there's plenty on Kim's mind, Stefan. But uh, yeah, just a little bit myself. Um, I'm. 60-year-old guy, 61 this year, next month. Um, I'm your father-in-law. You might already explain that to people. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm living down in uh, Journey. I've been for many years now, uh, originally from Broken Hill, which we might discuss Broken Hill a little bit later, I think, in the piece maybe. But, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. So I'm uh, – yeah, a mental health worker, uh, registered nurse and mental health clinician down in, in Wagga. I have been for about 20, 25 years now, I suppose. Uh, live down here with my wife, young daughter Ruby. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about all I'm doing at the moment. I'm just getting on with life, working. Got interested in your podcast and thought I might want to have a little bit of a, a play with it myself. And uh, you've been kind enough to invite me on. So that's ah, nice. Of course. Well, mm. you know, I've got plenty of time for uh, yeah. not just because you're my father-in-law. You know, I do find you <laughs> an interesting person, nonetheless. Oh, that's um, nice. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. Um, so, how did you find? Like, how did you make that transition from? Um, I'm, I'm guessing you weren't like a um, health nurse to start when you like kind of started. What kind of launched that? No, no. Well, I just wanted to – for years I thought, oh, I want to do something that sort of – I don't know, I just had no idea in my head for many years even because originally I was a chiprock plasterer. So yep. I was building stuff and sticking chiprock up and built, putting ceilings in and plastering stuff for years yep. in Broken Hill, in Canberra, a little bit around here when we first got here in the uh, early 90s. But – there was always something in the back of my mind. I wanted to do something, and I, I sort of I thought, should I go to uni? And I'd always, always didn't think I'd be able to handle uni. Didn't think yeah. I was smart enough. I didn't really wasn't really interested in school. Performed all right for a while, but once I got to high school, I wasn't really interested. Just played sport and had fun, like a lot of people. Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely more of the social yeah, thing. Yeah. So. But by that, I just didn't have confidence in my academic ability to do anything. So I just sort of bummed around in the building trade, I suppose, you know, yeah. and then, then I got to a point, I think I, I really, I got backed into a corner, I guess, to do it because we're here. Uh, my wife at the time was working full time. I was plastering and just getting sporadic work. And I thought, well, I've really got to do something now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's- I, you know, and I'll see in a bit of a, well, not financial trouble, but yeah, just just sort of in a bit of a work 
bit of a bind as far as my career went and what I want to do. And I was sort of, I yeah. guess I was about 34, 35 at the time, you know, and sort of in a yeah, early midlife crisis, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's an yeah. awesome thing. No, thanks for sharing it as well. Yeah. But then I uh, I thought, well, I've got to do something. And I thought, could I do social work or something? Because I really just felt like I wanted to help people. I don't know what had that, what may gave me that desire. I don't know. I'm not normally the most helpful person. I get empathy for people, so I suppose. I just thought, well, I really just want to – I'd like to sort of help people in some way. And then I looked at – you look around a hospital, wife at the time was in a hospital working, and I thought, yep. well, there's a lot of nurses there. And then there's not many social workers in a hospital situation. Yeah, you go to a hospital, there's about half a dozen social workers, there's about 5,000 nurses. So yeah. I thought, maybe at this point in time, I just if I get a degree, I've got to make sure I get a job at the end of it. So that yep. was basically my motivation for turning to nursing was at least I know I'll get a job at the end of this this degree if I finish yeah, it, of course. <laughs> so oh, I, you've definitely made the career out of it, for sure. Yeah, so I went and did it. And, and then in the end, um, when I saw what how many different versions of nurses there are, well, I thought, well, that was a good choice, really. It turned out to be a good choice because <laughs> I, I haven't worked in a hospital since I finished. Yeah, yeah right. Yes, yeah, that's the good thing because then, like my trade, you can only be like a chef, a, a baker, or a, or a dessert, like a pastry chef. You know, you're very limited yeah. as far as your options go. The food's unlimited, but your kind of role is very, very limited. So it's it's, it's yeah. good to hear, like in nursing, that it's um there's more ways to go. Oh yeah, there is. I remember seeing a picture up on the wall at uni. This is like halfway through the first year, I guess, because I was still a bit of a deer in the headlights and had kids and whatever. There was a lot of stuff going on at home, you know. So it wasn't yeah. just uni, uni, and that. I wasn't. I was no. Uh, I was no middle-aged student without any other commitments and just partying, or, or a yeah. young eighteen-year-old. It was sort of. <laughs> it was just uni. Come home, cook, study, go back to uni again. Yeah. That sort of. But I remember seeing a picture up on the wall in the in the nurses school, and it was just there was about fifty people in this photo, and they're all nurses, and they're all doing different things. And I went, oh, how about that? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Then I went, oh yeah, that's that's true. And then the more I looked into it, the more, and I just had a plan to do mental health right from the start, really. So, uh, oh, okay, for sure. Mm. So I just did that. So as I said, I've never worked in a hospital as a general nurse ever. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's good so, that. Well, it's good that you kind of broke into like the mental health, like um, in in your thirties, because now nowadays it's such a massive part of like today's society. It's without getting like too oh, yeah. deep, but like it, it's a good mm. thing it's that you can kind of. Yeah, you kind of seen it before it kind of happened. Before, like I guess, kind of. For me personally, yeah, like, it was like uh, mid-2000s. So there was like a big peak of kind of depression going around. Yeah. Oh, look, honestly, I mean, I don't know. And look, as a person that works in the area, I mean, I don't know what all that stems from, this prevalence of mental yeah. health these days, whether it's, whether it's you know, older people would say they're soft. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah people, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
in our day, we used to be able to put up with anything, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, or real stoic. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. I think people are more willing to come forward now too. I yeah, think so. Yeah. It's a lot of it, I think. I think it's a good thing. Sorry, go oh, on. It is. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, and people are people are more willing to put their hand up, and you know, there's there's not the stigma to it. You know, there was. Yeah, you know, in, in my workplace, it's, there's still a stigma. You know, even even though I work in mental health, because you know where I work at the moment, there's there's a un, they're not willing to come forward because of yeah. the effects it have on their career. Mm. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's still still around. But yeah. young people don't mind that. The, new, the next generation are more than willing to talk about their mental health issues. Oh, <laughs> some, like, some like I said, like it's a good <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah, sometimes mm. it's a little much. But yeah, I know. Information. Yeah, for the most part, I think it's really good. Like, even, yeah. like I think my generation are kind of just working it out now, you know. We're just trying to figure it out. And we're going, you know, we yeah. went through all this trauma when you're younger or, or you know, in your early 20s and that you just kind of, it kind of all hits you now. Like for me personally, yeah. it kind of hit me in my early 20s and then I mm. kind of didn't know what to do. Like there was no, uh, I didn't, I personally didn't feel like there was like any outreach or, or anything you could do. You can always call um, uh, Beyond Blue, shout out Beyond Blue, they do an excellent job. Yeah. You know, you could always yeah. call those kind of hotlines and stuff. But I feel like today it's it's around every corner, you know, it's on um like a bus oh, stop right. you know. Yeah, I mean doing they're doing sort of they do campaigns in workplaces that aren't even mental health related these days. You know, with yeah. uh, all, all sorts of you know, you can, I've looked into, you know, workplace programs that people run. I've tried to do a few at our at our workplace, but um, you know, and there's there's mental health mental health positive workplaces where they'd have all these different programs and activities and people, you know, the people are just more willing to talk about it, you know, so it's uh, it, it's a good thing overall, obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. My, my generation is still sort of, uh, you know, hiding around <laughs> not wanting well, to talk about yeah, it all. Yeah, but like, like you said, it's that kind of old, mm. old-fashioned kind of mentality. It's like, you know, mm. if I can't see it, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We'll just press on, will we? Yes. Don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My my um, auntie's much the same. Like she she'll never admit that she's got anything wrong with her head. You know, like which she, no, no. she does. She's got horrible anger management. She's yeah, you know, crazy than a bag full of cats. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a lot like that. Yeah. I'll be like that soon. Um, no, <laughs> no way. No, no, no. You'll be wise until the, until no, the very end. Not that, you know. Yeah. We're not saying that. Touch wood, touch wood, you know. Nothing, no, nothing no. will happen. Nothing will happen. Nothing. Good years in me yet, Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we get a couple more episodes out of it, at least. Yeah, we'll try. Exactly. Exactly. That'd be nice. You know. Now we've, now we've yeah. worked it out. Mm. But, um. How how old were you when you kind of moved away from Broken Hill? Because Broken Hill was kind of that kind of hustle and bustling kind of mining town in the yeah, uh, oh, in the kind of in the eighties and nineties there, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a that was a big place. You know, back it's shrunk now to about I think it's got about eighteen nineteen thousand there. But I mean, back when I was like a teenager, early high school years and. Late primary, it was like thirty-five thousand people live there. Wow! 
So that's a, huge, isn't it? Cracker of a place to grow up, I've got to say. Yeah. Oh, it would be. Been... I wouldn't go back there if you paid me to live there now. <laughs> I feel much the same, you know, like I'm happy to go visit to like my hometown and that, but Mm. I don't think you'll catch me buying a house there at at this stage of my life, you know. No, no, it's funny. It's funny. I've got very fond memories of growing up there. I had a great group of mates still in contact with, you know, 95% of them, I suppose, you know, pretty much. We still, two of them, we still meet up and go to Melbourne and go to a a punting day every year and we've got a punting club and all this sort of stuff. And it's only mainly to keep touch. I mean, none of us are, only one of us is a, sort of punter, you know, we yeah. others just hang out. Hang I'm happy you didn't say problem gambler. We can sort of catch up and keep contact. It's, it's a good way of keeping contact every week and, you know, communicating. But, um, you know, I had a great time growing up there, great group of mates, loved just about everything about growing up there. But I'll tell you what, when I go back there now, I almost get depressed. Really? I don't know what it is. Oh, it's something about it. <laughs> It's just something about, and I've said this to one of my mates in Sydney, Brad, and I, I said, you know, he, he thinks I hate the place. <laughs> I said, I don't hate the place. I said, I love growing up there, but I said, there's just, you know, you know when you're in, you might experience this, you know when you, you live, you're up in a place and people have got a perception of you. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. You've got a reputation and there's a persona that you put out and, you know, you've – because everyone knows you. it's not a massive town, but, you know, you've got a whole group of people that know you from a cricket club, from a football club and whatever. And yep. you've just – you've got this – there's an expectation of what you are as a person. And yeah, I don't, I don't think I was that person that, that I was then. That yeah, you're being perceived as, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I played out that role. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, time, you know what I mean? I mean, I was only young, so I wasn't, I was just sort of, you know, going through the motions of what people expected I would do and be, you know. And yeah, then definitely. When, when you leave, and you, and like I said before, you know, when I, when I started uni, I had no expectation I'd even be able to do anything like that because I didn't think I'd be smart enough or academic enough to be able to do it because of my history. But yeah. <clears throat> Turns out that wasn't me back in Broken Hill, you know. Yeah, um, so you kind of like you turned into the person like after the after yeah, the the place yeah. that kind of helped shape you. That's interesting, isn't that's it? That's right. That's right. So, but when I go back there, <laughs> I won't say that person reemerges, <laughs> but I, I have memories of that. And and while I was happy there when I lived there, I, I just I just get I, I feel sort of bad about the time when I was there as well and the same on in, at the same time it's just it's it's very confusing yeah, yeah it's, it's weird yeah definitely because when I go back home like I get really nostalgic and I feel really at peace and then mm. you know I'll drive past um like the the church where my mum and dad are buried and then it just comes back yeah. and it's like oh like these are the reasons why I left or like I drive past the yeah. house where <laughs> You know, my auntie yelled at me, and you know, you know, did a bit of yeah. mental warfare on me. I tried that. And I think oh, that's why I left. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I left so I could stop reliving this, so I could make those mm. other memories and and turn into yeah. a better person. You know, like yeah. like you said, I'm, I'm very happy with yeah. You've got you've got traumatic memories, so that would be traumatic sort of type <laughs> memories of your life back there in a way. But yeah. I'd well, be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't like the place. 
<laughs> but anyway, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah so. from Brody to June A. Mm. Yeah. Do you find um, – because when you were when you kind of first moved to like Wagga Junee area, did you mm. find that it was as up and about as Broken Hill like was, or is it or is it how Broken Hill is now? Not to like yeah, compare too much. Well, sort of we yeah. So we went from Broken Hill to I went from Broken Hill to Canberra. I lived in Canberra oh, for a couple of years. Right, yeah, mm. and and then to then to Junee after that in the early 90s. So in about yeah. 87, I think, 1987, I went to Canberra, then was there for a few years. We even did a three-year stint in Woomera. In ah, North that's Australia. right. Yeah, mm. yeah. In that yeah. period of time too. Woomera. That was There's a, an army base out there. There was a tracking station there. Ah, uh, that's an right. American tracking station. Narunga, it was called. Yeah, I think I can say that. It's shut down now. It was top <laughs> secret. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you that, that was in my Because yeah. <laughs> I went from the plastering to I worked as a security guy like with the Australian Protective Services for about four years. Yeah, right. That's, that's a very interesting page. <laughs> yeah, they gave Go me a gun. <laughs> Smith and Wesson. Uh, Smith and Wesson, oh, classic. <laughs> yes, that was interesting. That was an interesting three years. Mm. Yeah, far yeah. out. Yeah, no, so we did that. Did that for three years, then came back to Canberra and then, then moved over here about a year or so later, I think. Yeah, but Juni was different. I like Juni. You know, it's a, it's a nice little place. Yeah, I or, do like going back there. You know, I like the the kind of nostalgia of like when um, when you guys talk about like how it was when you were growing up, you know, they tell stories about um, uh, the house at Hill Street, you know, and all the nice memories there, you know. And, th- and then, you know, I get drunk there or I like mm. go to the pub and I just think, oh, it's just <laughs> I'm not really yeah, okay with it. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, a lot of towns are like that, aren't they? A lot of smaller yeah. places, particularly in city. I mean, my feeling is that you know it, you live here because people in people I work with in Wagga over the years have always said, "Oh, when you're you going to move to Wagga and all that sort of stuff." I think, "Oh, I don't really like Wagga much either." I got to say, you know. So, um, <laughs> but Junee is, um, you know, it's, I just see it as a suburb. I mean, if I was living in Sydney, I'd just you know people go to their suburbs. You know, they, they stay in their suburbs, they go to their local shops, they go to work, they go home, and that's pretty much what we do. So yeah. really, you know, there could be a there could be ten other suburbs in Juni, you know, the same size. And you might not you might drive through them to get to work. But other than that, you're probably not going to them anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> you know so well like me, one one place is just as much as yeah. It's just one place as good as the next to me. You know, yeah, in a lot of ways, sure. if I go to work and come home, everything sort of revolves around family and whatever. So, yeah, you know, I, I just got to stop you real quick, Kia. I know yeah. you're on a you're on like a really good roll, but I think it's stop recording. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I just looked down at my phone. Oh, <laughs> We're on a good roll. Yeah. Is are you Mind still you going? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm. I'll run with that then. Hey, I'm happy with that. We'll yeah, just keep going. Is. That's all right. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're if you still going, mine stopped for some reason. Yeah, I'm still going. 
what recording here. It's got you. You're still the four-headed sausage. Oh, yes. Brand new uh, shout-out four-headed sausage. Brand new production yeah. coming, coming 2021. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh, well, let's keep yeah. going. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but, yeah go on, sorry. Yeah, towns are towns, I think. That's what I yeah. think. It's <laughs> definitely know. like – Definitely family and um, who you're around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, definitely um, the the family aspect make it more more homely and more of a home than um, than the town by itself. Yeah. It's it's good that you don't think yeah. of towns as like a, a stature thing. You know, some people will you know move to to like Double Bay or Rose Bay in Sydney, and they yeah. immediately yeah. Feel, or Northern Beaches, they feel like they've elevated themselves somehow. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and that's yeah. just weird because there's always someone that's looking down on you. Isn't yeah, there? always. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's always someone that's got it better. Oh, it's flaming competition between places. I mean, you know, Wagga people say Junee's a piece of shit. Junee people say, oh, that little town over there is a piece of shit. You know? Yeah. Western <laughs> Sydney suburbs going to be a piece of shit according to someone in the northern suburbs. And, you know, you live in the CBD and the, you, you live on the north shore of Sydney and someone somewhere elsewhere is thinking you're a piece of shit too. You know, so it's just – I can actually, I can remember years ago, I, went, I was in Sydney with um, – talking to a guy uh, that's lived – he's lived in um, – a really nice fella. And, yep. And he's had uh, – he's, he's grew up, you know, on the North Shore and so so pretty privileged sort of life, lifestyle uh, that he grew up in, private school and all that sort of stuff. But he's got no yeah. sort of pretensions or anything. He's just a really nice guy. But he's, I've heard him having a conversation with, <laughs> with a, another Sydneyite at a party one night. <laughs> and and all they talked about the suburbs. Really? We, yeah. Oh, where we, we basically, where, where'd you grow up? This suburb. Where do you live now? Oh, well, I've lived there. I've lived there. I've lived there. So it's like a progression up the ladder. It was like they, all they talked about was, and, uh, and you could just tell the whole conversation was revolving around status in the suburb they lived in, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it was just that's it was, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Strange conversation. Mm, yeah, I know. I know it is. But everyone's, <laughs> yeah. Like well, I, I guess say, that's like in their better, little yeah. world, you know. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always someone better than you somewhere. You know, yeah. think they are. Well, mm. a wise chef once told me, he said, no matter where you go in the world, there's not one sewer system where shit runs uphill. It always no. goes down. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The good people are shitting in the same places as the bad people. All this, all this yeah. talk. It doesn't really matter. That's all exactly right. We all end up in the ocean. Yeah. Mm, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sort of precious about where I live or, you know, what I've got really. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's like really humble of you to say, Kim, honestly. Like, cause, like you said, like stature and – and where you are in life, the, they play such a big role in like today's society, especially with like uh, even people in my generation. I feel like people in my generation are like really caught up in status and like the have yeah. and have not. Got to have this, got to have that, got to have a new house, got to have a new car. Yeah. You know, everything. It's obsessive. Mm. Yeah, I know. You know, it becomes like a, well, it becomes a problem because I, I don't really, you know, I drive a, a VZ crewman. No one wanted the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so I can, yeah, I'm happy with, 
Yeah, I think it's great. I think it, you know, it, it mm. runs. You know, it's, yeah. it's probably down a tire at the moment, but that's okay. Mm. Yeah, it's but, got its own status, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Old, it's in a league of its own. <laughs> you know, it's like what's that? It's like that Kevin Costa movie. You know, it's, he writes his own rule book. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He's in a league of his own too. They're a good car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you but, need a flaming fancy car for anyway? Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do with it? Oh, I like it. My, my, my little Honda Jazz. I, I like the jazz. <laughs> I like it. It needs a paint job. But, uh, I just drive to work every day. I, I squeeze between a couple of Audis and, uh, you know, a nice new Volvo. Here's me sitting in a little black, <laughs> little black. You think it's going to open up the door and 40 clowns are going to jump out. <laughs> they are small, aren't they? They're a tiny car. But they're big inside. Like, do you see, like... The comical side of it, like sometimes when you when you step out of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny all the time. <laughs> cool dude, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. People, Lizzie's had a go at me. The wife, yeah, you know, she's had a few. <laughs> oh, you, hit, you look funny in that car when you drive past, but I, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, that's because yeah, right. the inside of it, it's like a big car. Honestly, the inside of them are very roomy. They look a bit. You look a bit big from the outside. It's like the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> it's like What's the TARDIS. Do um, so you don't know? That's a Doctor Who reference. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of. People, I'm sure most people. Yeah. So yeah, the old. Uh, I don't even know Daleks from Doctor Who. Daleks, mate. Daleks. Come on. Yeah. They, they were always very scary, but I mean, just find some stairs, and you're pretty right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to bother you. They're not coming up. Did you watch like Doctor Who like growing up and then kind of the evolution of like Doctor Who changing, you know, characters or not characters, but the continuity of it? Yeah, it used to be on six o'clock every weeknight or Monday to Thursday when I was young and I used to watch it. And as soon as the music started, it was like, oh, God, no, here we go. Uh, yeah, it was scary for a little tacker. Yeah, back in those days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you one hmm? Well, this is the only like Doctor Who story I have, right? So hmm. back back in high school, we're at this um, we're at this pub, and hmm. uh, I was in like uh, year twelve or something like that, and we were you know we were pretty hammered. And, yeah. you know, we're having a good time. And this band is playing, like, at the pub, and they're playing the Doctor Who theme song. You know, there's, like, a oh, saxophone, okay. a bassist. It's all instrumental. There's, like, yeah. <laughs> a bassist, a saxophone, and, like, some guy playing yeah. a stand They're just playing, like, the Doctor Who yeah. theme song. They played it for, like, three hours. Yeah. And, oh, one- <laughs> and, like, because we were young, I didn't never really seen Doctor Who, and I was like, oh, this is mm. awesome. Everyone around us like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And one of the, the girls that were with us, she, yeah. um, because we all had like this great reaction to it because we're hammered, right? Mm. She, um, without like not too many people knowing, she like emails the band or like messages yeah. them and says, oh, can yeah. you guys play our graduation? Can you guys play our graduation? Like, <laughs> 
normal or whatever. So yeah, get there and usually it's a DJ and you know there's big lights and fog machines. You know they just play heaps of music. These these three dudes with like the shirts with the tuxedo mm. picture on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're real classy guys. <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah. proceed to play their instrumentals for about forty five minutes and they ended on the Doctor Who song for about oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, they were gonna, I thought that was all they knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that was all they knew. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's all we knew from them because they didn't play yeah. like – there was no like any hit to the song. It's an instrumental band. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else got <laughs> the song, you know, you know, when we grow up, that song, everyone else got that. We got Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was that in? Is is that in uh, Bathurst? Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. In, yeah that was in Bathurst. All, all that time. Oh. Oh. That was great. Of all the bands mm. or all the things you could get, and yeah, it was just that was it. Repeat, a bunch of like red. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, we didn't have a formal. No formals in oh. my day. Oh, yeah. What did yeah. you have? Because like, that's the thing. That, like when I was coming through, it was the year 10 and the year 12. Yeah, I left in year 10. So we just sort of, you know, drew on our shirts and left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing yeah. like, the transition of time. You know, like back then, it, it wasn't a big thing. But when I was younger, it was this, this huge thing. And I'm sure now... Oh, like oh, they they go they graduate kindergarten, preschool. Yeah, they get awards. Little, little things on their heads like they're leaving uni. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. They get a tour of one classrooms. <laughs> like yeah, that. that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a graduation <laughs> for everything. Yeah, that that yeah. It actually is a good thing. Yeah. Actually, to know where they're going. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm out of school. I didn't really like it. Didn't like school much. Yeah. I I stayed similar to how you were saying before. I stayed for like the social money, mm. and then because of like my auntie, because she's from Thailand, it was always said that you just stay in school. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Means something, you know, because mm. she. You know, went to school till year four, you know what I mean? So, like, the expectation was high yeah. for uh, my brother and I to finish year 12. That was, like, the requirement. That mm. was the only thing she asked, you know. Like, she didn't – well, she asked for a lot, but that was the one thing yeah. she was a little bit, um, like, I guess, um, mm. pushy at, you know. Just finish school, year 12. And now, like, I think it helps me get jobs these days. And mm. it definitely doesn't make – my application's better or worse, I don't think. No, no. It's oversold a bit to kids, you know. Uh, probably not an issue. In the first couple of years, it's of some relevance. But I think the further you get on your life, the less and less relevant relevance it has. You know, even once you turn 21, you can get into uni as a mature-age student. doesn't matter what you do to school. Yeah. You know, so, the, so, you know, they put all this pressure on kids as far as year 12 goes, you know, and – you know, if they just go and get on a building site for three years and they can go and go to uni anytime they want, really. 
<laughs> yeah, well, like you said, like the <laughs> the, yeah. the options are uh, they make it pretty easy to like get the degrees and get the trades in it in um, in Australia. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't know how it works overseas. Maybe it's a little bit more difficult. Like it's mm. kind of that Westernized pressure because they put so much pressure, like in America, yeah. for kids to succeed or China or wherever, and it just kind of peels over. Like that's the expectation. Like overall. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. there's, I think a lot of pressure gets put on kids here too, as far as year twelve goes. But it's all sort of unjustified, I reckon. You know, just I think, yeah, it just doesn't sort of you know make any sense to put that sort of pressure on your kids unless they like that. You know, some kids thrive on it, but I mean, yeah, if that's right. Not really handling that sort of pressure, you've got to be able to make a judgment as a parent whether you know that's good for your child or not to put that sort of pressure on them. But some people just, you know, a lot of people, your parents in particular, obviously they live in their, you know, if only, you know, they, they'd like their children to live through or they live their lives through their children, yeah. you know, from a schooling or an academic point of view a lot of the time. So, you know, you better just let them go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let, let them, yeah, let them succeed them how better. they want to succeed. They'll, they'll work it out. That's right. It's a long life. Yeah, exactly. Life anyway. There's a lot of time to sort of correct your mistakes and sort of you know make up for things you might have should have probably done at high school or you know a few years after that. So there's plenty of time to make up for lost ground. Really, people carry on now two years to do everything. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the mentality. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna Hmm. succeed everything they want to do before twenty two. But but like you said, you know, you were in uni at thirty four making those decisions. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I have people now at work and they're like 18, 19 years old and they're saying, I've got to finish this or, you know, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I look at them and I think, you're 18. What, your life's over if you don't complete this course? I don't think so. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You can do something else. God, you've got plenty of bloody time. But they, but they don't seem to, and I don't know whether that comes from them or from their parents or what it is, but, I mean, people just got this, you know, miss. There's this misconception of, you know, how much time they've got, you know, and, and, you know, they think they've got to do everything tomorrow, you know, yeah. or today or yesterday. But, well, uh, you know, they don't. I guess it's drummed in like life's short. Life can end at any chance. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that it kind of keeping them in fear of not succeeding and not living a full yeah. life without getting too yeah. deep, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, mm. Well, if it can end any time, you don't want to waste your time worrying about useless shit. <laughs> That's exactly right. Get on with it. You know? yeah, yeah, just keep yeah, calm, yeah. carry on. Yeah, that's right. Be happy. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. So, what else is happening? Well, I think I think we've covered a lot of ground here, Kim, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to finish up if you are. Oh, yeah, that's fine. It would be interesting to see whether you've actually recorded anything. <laughs> I'm going to give the app a little bit of time and yeah. um, just to see what happens. But I'll um, – yeah. yeah, I reckon it could be sweet. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. well, because it's recorded online. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I think you might have to minutes. share it with me. <laughs> no, I might have to. Yeah, no, how long have we been going for? 30, mainly 36 minutes. About 36 minutes. Yeah, well, if you want to keep going, yeah. I, I can I can kill another 10 for sure. 
Yeah, all right. All right. Um, well, yeah, so we'll, what are we going to have to well, talk about? Um, you you decide. Well, you 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 had some Marvel related questions, and I I'm no uh, I'm no expert, but I like to kind of fill in the blanks where I can for the the average listener who mightn't be um, as enthralled with Marvel as um, I have been. No, I am enthralled. I am enthralled. <laughs> I've probably come late to the party. Yeah, uh, I don't mean offence. I don't mean offence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dragged along by, by my daughter, Ruby, um, who's right into it. And, you know, we have our Sunday afternoon movies and take it in terms of picking one. And she's sort of, you know, runners right through the, the Marvels, um, Endgame and, you know, the whole, the whole yeah. lot really. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy last Sunday. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. The first or second one? The first one. It yeah, the good. first one's good. Yeah, I like the first yeah. one. I think the first one like, holds up yeah. better than the second one does. Yeah, I like the humour in them. Yeah, talking about that, that James Gunn guy, the director, he does a really good yeah. way of being that acting comedy like the first yeah. weapon was, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And I, I like um, Thor as well. Yeah, you know? Thor, because we're on you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but just the, the comedic aspect to it because it's not doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, you know, some of those action hero ones can sort of get a bit, you know, too serious. Yeah, it's very dramatic. But, but I must say, I find that Spider Man very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The new one, Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah, he's got a punch in the face, doesn't he? Oh, that um, the, the original one, um, oh, Toby Maguire. Oh, Toby Maguire. I quite love yeah. it. Ruby hasn't seen any of those, and I said you should watch the first ones because she's a bit yeah. of a Tom Holland fan. Uh, but, but I said I think I think he's less hyperactive and less annoying. Yeah, and and even the, the what was the Spider Man three where he is in the black suit and he got. Um, got the evil gene. <laughs> yeah, he got the into him. The the dancing at the the jazz bar. That's <laughs> the one. That's the scene I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So so that was that, I, I quite like those, and that, they were a few years ago. Now, how long ago was that? That was uh, two thousand and two thousand was 2000 or 2001 was yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. And then yes. it was two years after or three years after. It was around 2003, 2004. Cool. 2001. Yeah. It's going back a yeah. bit, isn't it? And then 06 was the uh, black suit one. That was, was like, Yeah. Sam Rami, he did all of them. He did, um, he was oh, yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're good. Look, question-wise, I, I, I had a couple of timeline questions, but I can't really remember them off the top of my head. It was just after a movie, and I, and I thought, how's how's he get? <laughs> now, Captain America, the yeah. Endgame. Yeah. I said to Ruby, now Captain America, and Endgame. You know when they go back in, they 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 go back in time. Yep. At the very end. Of the end game, and they're standing in that sort of a foresty area or something. I think from memory, I've only seen this once, so yeah. So bear with me. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, okay. might, it might be totally accurate. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> sort of, yeah. uh, I can see but the he, lake and the park bench. Is yeah, that the one yeah, you're talking about? But, yeah, that's it. That's how it ends. Because he yeah. goes, he, he goes back, and then he doesn't come back. Yeah. Right. So yeah, his whole life, he, he lives his life with Peg, Peggy, doesn't he? That's a yep. name, isn't it? Yeah. Then he ends up on the park bench and gives the shield to the news. Um, a Captain America, but yeah, yeah, that's him. Now, how, <laughs> if he's gone back and lived his life as you know his normal old person, not Captain America, and lived his life away with Peg, and how has that not interrupted the whole time continuum? Be what's well. Um, there's a of, like fan theories, uh, mm. theories sorry, that kind of revolve around it from what I've seen. And, you know, no yeah. one gets angry because this is just my own view of it, right? So, like, yeah, okay. So, there's like this storyline in that coexists in the comic books where um, Captain America is actually an old man and he's an old man working as captain america so he like lives out his life and he actually becomes a shield advisor as old man captain america so that could be like the storyline they're trying to play there okay yeah yeah so the other reason why it doesn't disrupt the timeline is because it's Mm. it kind of coexists within what they're trying to introduce now which is like the multiverse so okay so they've all tried to make it all coexisting and where it doesn't actually affect, but they're going to play back. And I think it'll play out a lot more in the new Doctor Strange movie and the new, um, uh, the new Loki movie uh, introduced the, the kind of time police for lack of like the, oh, the name okay. called. And they're actually going to, they're going to use those characters like Doctor Strange to kind of fix that timeline and that imbalance that Captain America actually made. Because mm, he did. Yeah, yeah he well, did. I mean, he must have. Everything yeah. you hear about time travel in any of these shows or any sort of moving through time, you know, you can't mess it up. And no, he you did, can't. He messed it up. Mess it up. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and like, I've, I've got a question is like, how mm. you get the. Um, how does he get the, you know, the redstone that they take from Asgard? Yeah. Like, how does that get back in Asgard? You know what I mean? Oh, like, because he doesn't yeah. know where it exists on Earth, like mm-hmm. the ether, whatever it's from. So, yeah. like, yeah, a couple of holes, but I think they're going to fill it with, they're like, the movies that are coming out. And, like, the multiverse mm-hmm. is going to play a massive part in it, I think, eh? Hey? Like, all right. Well, let's oh, go. It's, a little bit. It's, it's bringing me along. Um, <laughs> it's going to keep me watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. that, like that was like the big draw of like the comics was that the next issue wouldn't come out next week. You know, it would come out next month. Yeah, so, that's right. So the explanation of all everything that happened in that that comic would be, you know, be there in the next one or, you know, so you're just left hanging until the next one comes out. Yeah. So, so like, the big, yeah. the big thing yeah. to play on in the cinematic universe is that like the X, you know, like the X-Men movies. Yeah. So, so they like string along in their own separate universe. They, they're not actually okay. in the, like Avengers universe. So that, and that plays into the alternate 
uh, multiverse that they call it. So like X-Men coexist. The storylines that exist in the X-Men, they actually run parallel. So there can actually be multiple storylines running through. Yeah. So like X-Men, that's their big thing is that there's alternate um, dimensions, there's alternate timelines that, and that's like Doctor Strange's big as well as like um all these time guy, isn't he? yeah so he's like the um the sorcerer supreme and his like big thing is or he can see all of the timelines existing on what's like he, you know he talks about okay. the astral forms so he like projects yeah. his body out so mm-hmm. he can visit the thing called the astral plane which uh, yeah. he can see all the um all the nine realms as they okay. call it and he can see them all coexisting in the timelines running and that's where he'll correct it, I think. Okay. Yeah. You know a little too much about this, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started reading comic books pretty young. I like to think I know a little bit. Yeah. You do. You yeah. Do. It's, yeah. It's one of my favourite topics, if I'm honest. Oh, I was so... One of the biggest events that happened in 2006 in comic books was actually Captain America versus Iron Man in that Civil War. They did the oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. War. And yeah, when yeah. I've been waiting for that movie to come out since 2006, <laughs> since I read about yeah, it in the comic book. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, so like when you I first seen Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, when I first seen Iron Man and I seen Nick Fury at the end of the first Iron Man, I was like, this is mm. it. They're going to... This is it. It's coming. It's coming. Start. start. You know, I'm yeah. here at the start and I'm going to see... No. I hope that I see a Civil War movie in my time, you know? Like, I thought it would take a lot yeah. longer than it did. Oh, they're pumping them out now. Yeah. It's going okay. crazy, now, you know? Yeah, well, good. The, that was good. I mean, it's great for the hardcore guys like myself that just oh, have... Yeah, for sure. ...comic books that they want brought to life. Mm. And you've got to, like, think... There's over like a hundred thousand comic books, and then there's so many issues within those comic books. You know, like there's so mm. much content that Marvel can pick from. That's why the supply of material. Yeah, and like yeah. even if the storyline's been overplayed, they can you know mm. throw a couple of jazz hands in the air and change it up or well, interrupt the character. That's what they can do. Anything. I mean, they can unkill people. People die. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Yeah, well, like, like the trick they play with, you know, Star Wars and that they go to prequels, you know, when yeah. they you know, thing they just go back. I would just go yeah. back before that. Then everyone could be alive again. I've know? got a theory, like that's what they're going to do with Tony Stark because they did like a alternate oh, ending oh. on the DVD release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look like he exists in like one of the Infinity Stones, like he exists. Oh, in the- okay in one of the stones there. So his consciousness mm. is still alive, but his body's dead. So I don't okay. think anything will come of it, but I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. I don't think Tony's going anywhere. Tony seems like too much of a, I've got to be in the action sort of guy to sort of go quietly to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I hope well, he, yeah. I hope he does come back. Mm. Yeah. But they're going to make the new wave for like the new Avengers now. Like that's what I'm reading now. So like the, um, um, Falcon will be the new Captain America, and then it'll be um, this um, underprivileged girl from Chicago. I can't remember her name, but she's called Ironheart, and she actually designs her own Iron Man suit. 
Okay. I three books, of course, and and um, she actually designs her own suit and then kind of just becomes Iron Man, except she's called oh, Iron Heart. Okay. Like she okay. like takes that oh. role. She's like super smart or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, there's a lot. There's we will. A lot going on. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be a very exciting ten years, I think. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Ray's certainly going to be excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> at me waving, I think he's got a question. Or he's just yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all home now. So I, I think I'm, I might yeah. have. To... Right. No worries. Yeah. That's fine. All right. No problem. Yeah, but thank you. Thanks, um, thanks, Kim, for popping on and being a very special guest for today and we finally worked out oh, the kinks. Very happy with it. Yeah, yeah. yes. Oh, no, that was my and, pleasure. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, if, if you want to listen back to it on your end when you get a free time and if you're okay with it, then then I'll, yeah. I'll work it all out and publish it all out there and get it all done. Yeah, yeah no, that should be fine. I can't think of anything that was said that was uh, shouldn't have been said, <laughs> but I'll have a listen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. It's yeah. Oh, if, yeah. if you want to follow Kim Lemick, you can at Lemo14 on Instagram. You can yeah. follow his way, you know, oh, if, you, if you're keen to see Kim's adventure in his mind. Kim's adventure. <laughs> yeah, there's not much of an adventure. There's not much going on in my yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time. All right, my pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the well, – uh, I won't say – yeah, I won't say thanks for the invite. Cause I actually invited myself, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, yeah I think yeah. you worked it out before I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. No worries. I'll, no worries. Uh, I'll talk to you. Thanks very much. And there we go. That was it. That was the last little bit. Thank you for to Kim Lemick for coming and joining the the podcast today we're just going to do a couple of quick quick plugs if you want to follow Kim Lemmick you can at Lemo14 on Instagram or you can follow this uh, podcast you can follow the journey on uh, My Mind Podcast on Instagram which is M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T it's My Mind Podcast with no vows and um, yeah look you can go find it on Facebook and follow it and um Look, I, re- I really hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Something a little bit different. Trying to um, ver- make it a bit more versatile and uh, easy listening. So, yeah, if you enjoyed it, like I said, go and give us a review on iTunes and let us all know. Let us let us know what uh, you thought of it and hopefully we'll bring another one like it. And we'll see you next time.